Hey friends, happy Thursday. If you have never heard of oxalates before, you won't want to miss today's episode. Oxalates come up a lot in my episodes, usually as a side note to whatever topic I'm delving into. So I thought I'd dedicate a whole episode to them to refer to for all future episodes. On today's episode, I'm diving into all things oxalates. What are oxalates? What are high oxalate symptoms? What are causes of high oxalates? And what do you do if you have high oxalates in your body? If you struggle with gas, bloating, constipation, insomnia, brain fog, yeast overgrowth, rashes, hives, and more, then it is time for you to meet oxalates and learn how they could be impacting your body. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Okay, guys. So today is going to be the one oxalate episode to rule them all. If you've been hearing about oxalates, if you've never heard about oxalates before, if you want to know what they are, how to know what symptoms to be looking out for, what to be doing, if you think you might have high oxalates, then today's episode is all for you. So let's jump in. Number one, what are oxalates? Oxalates are a naturally occurring substance found in plants, animals, and humans. Humans both generate their own oxalates via our normal metabolism, and we also get more oxalates from eating foods, primarily plants, which are high in oxalates. High oxalate as a status, like if you can say I have high oxalates, it's when oxalates build up in the body unnaturally and they will crystallize together, creating sharp edges. They can bind and neutralize minerals like calcium, magnesium, and iron, and they can cause problems anywhere in any tissue in the body. Brain, skin, gut, toes, bladder, you name it. If you have oxalates, you could be having symptoms in any part of your body from them. So what are some symptoms of high oxalates? Number one, pain anywhere. So I see high oxalate problems with women who have fibromyalgia or fibromyalgia-like pain, rheumatoid arthritis, or straight up arthritis. 
but generally oxalates like to settle in soft tissue and they're most painful in very soft tissue. So this can be tissue like urinary tissue, genital tissue, joints, muscles, eyes, head, and intestines. So please note, we are a gut health podcast primarily. And the reason we're talking about oxalates is because of how they can show up as GI tract symptoms, but they can again show up as so many other things, which is why we get clients who come in, or you might be listening to this podcast and say, well, I have bloating and I have constipation and I have acid reflux, but I also have ulcerative colitis, or I also have or not ulcerative colitis, um, uh, interstitial cystitis, which is bladder inflammation, you know it if you have it, all these other things. And that even interstitial cystitis can be connected to this oxalates being creating pain anywhere in the body, particularly soft tissue like the bladder. So another symptom, which is similar, it's going to be painful or inflamed joints and muscles opposed to soft tissue. That's going to be more of the organs or our skin uh, fatigue because of how oxalates can impact our us neurologically. They can uh, diminish our neuron firing. And so that can cause a lot of fatigue, it can cause brain fog, and it can cause insomnia. Basically anything that is causing problems in your brain, anything that would impact your brain, uh, anything that your brain controls can be impacted by oxalates because they can get into your brain tissue and your, your nervous tissue and it impact how those nerves are firing. Uh, burning feet, which I've actually never seen as a symptom with many of my clients, but I have had other practitioners um, report that that's something they see with high oxalates because the oxalates settling in the feet due to gravity and the blood flow, especially if they're crystallized, they're heavier, the blood flow not pulling it out of the feet. So you get burning feet because the feet are being irritated by these sharp crystals in the feet gas and bloating, uh, as well as I see constipation, honestly, a lot with high oxalates. Uh, this is primarily because it, it's a multifactorial factorial thing, such as you can have high oxalates because you have microbiome imbalance, which is going to set you up for gas and bloating. And then the oxalates themselves can throw off digestion, which will also cause gas and bloating, frequent urination and or urinary pain because of uh, the high oxalates getting into the urinary tract and then uh, actually literally damaging your urethra or your ureters or causing irritation in the bladder lining, cloudy urine or crystals in the urine, kidney stones, interstitial cystitis, headaches, depression, anxiety, again, following the neurological symptoms track, yeast overgrowth and rashes and hives. And yeast overgrowth, part of that is because yeast, uh, particularly candida, creates a lot of oxalates. So if you have a yeast overgrowth, you are most likely going to have, you're set up for an oxalate problem. And then if you have oxalates, it it's something that your the yeast overgrowth will feed off of. And then rashes and hives because of how the oxalates will irritate the skin through that. So that's your a pretty wide list. It's whole body, you know, it's it's your it's your entire body. And it's not just the GI tract, GI tract, though the GI tract is involved. And let's get into how the GI tract is involved. Let's talk about causes of high oxalate. So if you say, wow, that kind of sounds like me do, why would I have high oxalates? And that will also lead us into how to get rid of them. So normally we absorb about one to 2% of oxalates that we come into contact with because most of the, when we, when I say absorb, I'm talking about food primarily. If you don't have leaky gut, you're not going to absorb ox excess 
excessive amount of oxalates. But when gut inflammation is high and leaky gut is present, which is pretty much guaranteed with almost any gut inflammation that's causing symptoms, then you can absorb as much as 50% of oxalates. So that gets us into what are the three causes of high oxalates? Number one, oxalate intake that's high via food. Number two, oxalate creation in your body. This is primarily through things like pathogens and leaky gut. And number three, poor oxalate detoxing. So number one, Oxalate intake, this is a big thing, and I actually dig into it in episode 107. The title is Detoxing is Not a Green Smoothie. And green smoothies are very in fad right now. Green smoothie powders made of spirulina and spinach and broccoli and all these things. But a lot of these foods are high in oxalates because it's just a part of like spinach is one of the highest oxalate foods. And one of the number one things, if you're going to, I used to make green smoothies. This was actually when I was still super sick. I have not made a green smoothie by the way, since I felt healthy and I'm still a very healthy person. And I'm probably a little bit healthier because I'm not dumping oxalates into my body. Some people can handle green smoothies and it's great for them, but if you are, have a lot of GI problems, green smoothies are actually more likely to cause more problems because a lot of green foods and plants have really high oxalate. So you might be intaking a really high oxalate diet and that would tip the scale in the direction of having high oxalates in your body. But again, most people, we are, our bodies are built to break down oxalate. So typically oxalate intake is not the only thing going on. I've, in my experience, I have never seen someone just have a high oxalates from high oxalate intake. It's usually high oxalate intake and poor oxalate detox or high oxalate intake and oxalate creation inside the body and poor oxalate detox, something like that. Usually it's two things. So, but that is one thing. Foods can have high oxalates. Number two, oxalate creation. So we have a higher oxalate creation if our microbiome gets thrown off. We actually have, there's some bacteria that create oxalates and there's some bacteria that break down oxalates. So if you've been given rounds of antibiotics, whether it was related to your gut or not, maybe it's related to an ear infection or to a UTI, you're killing off your microbiome, you're throwing, you're changing the balance of the microbiome, you might kill off a lot of the bacteria that is oxalate reducing and you might set the stage for bacteria to overgrow that's oxalate creating and then you have an oxalate creation problem as well as an oxalate detox problem. Mold exposure is another thing I see a lot with oxalate creation because mold is an immunosuppressant, so it sets you up for other pathogens, it sets you up for leaky gut, it sets you up for um, candida, which creates a ton of oxalates. So mold exposure could have been not even present, but in your past, maybe grad school, I see that a lot, really really poor quality housing for grad students who are trying to live cheap on on a very crowded campus area. Um, and, and that housing has mold and then all their symptoms start in grad school when they're really stressed and they are working really hard and they're breathing in a moldy environment every time they sleep, which isn't often sometimes, right? And that sets their bodies up to not be able to fight the mold and then become, have a mold infection problem. And lastly, we see food sensitivities. So if you, this will create leaky gut. So if you're sensitive to gluten and you don't realize it and you're eating gluten for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and your gut lining's getting damaged, eventually you'll develop leaky gut. That 
alters your immune system because 80% of your body's immune systems in the gut. It's going to alter your digestion quality. It's going to throw off your microbiome. And now you're, you, you are set up to have high oxalates, um, oxalates being created by other pathogens and microbiome imbalances and poor oxalate detox, which does get us to the actual poor oxalate detox. Primarily, it's going to be what I already mentioned, microbiome imbalance, we also are considering fat malabsorption because fat and oxalates have an interaction together. Um, and so if you, if you have liver congestion, which I've talked about on a lot of my podcast episodes where your liver is not able to do it, it's, it's thickened with toxins and it's not able to do all of its jobs. One of its jobs is creating bile. So if your liver's congested, it can't create bile. You can't break down fat as well. You're going to have fat malabsorption problems. You're going to overabsorb oxalates. We are also going to consider, do you have, um, you know, any visceral restrictions around your gallbladder, liver, or small intestine? I talk all about visceral restrictions in episode 90, which is called Fascia 101, the hidden force behind bloating and constipation. So if you want to learn more about visceral restrictions, go check out that episode. That's episode 90, and the link will be in the show notes. So those are the three causes of high oxalates, oxalate intake, oxalate creation, and poor oxalate detox. What do you do if you have high oxalates? Well, if it's a really bad case, I have my clients slowly transition to a low oxalate diet. And the key is slowly. If you suddenly, if you have a true oxalate problem, your body can't handle oxalates and you suddenly reduce the amount of oxalates in your diet, you'll actually get this... (laughs) you would possibly think this wouldn't happen, but you'll get this reaction where your body starts to detox oxalates a little bit better and you'll feel worse. So you want to slowly reduce the oxalates in your diet. I usually determine if someone needs to do a low oxalate diet by looking at their symptoms plus their organic acids test or their oat test results. And I'm looking at, do they have mold? Do they have detox pathways that are inhibited? Are they super sensitive to other detox methods we've already tried like coffee enemas or castor oil packs or certain supplements that we're working with? And if they are really sensitive, if they have all the symptoms of oxalates, if they have mold, really high oxalate levels on their oat test, then I will recommend let's do and transition to a low oxalate diet. But if you are not really high on your oxalates, you're not a super extreme case, um, then I, if you're, if you're more what I consider moderate, I usually skip a low oxalate diet and I move on to these next steps. Or if you are super high, transition to that low oxalate diet and then start these next steps, which is, um, One, really highly recommend Epsom salt baths using about two to three cups of Epsom salts per bath. You can do as many as one per day. Epsom salts are full of magnesium and you can absorb it transdermally through your skin. And that is a really gentle way to help your body actually detox and start to move the uh, oxalates out of the body. You want to stop calcium supplementation, whether that's you're taking a multivitamin with calcium in it, or you're taking an actual calcium supplement because calcium will bind with oxalates and cause you to hold on to it more. And then you will actually get more calcium deposits in your body, joints, kidneys, be set up for kidney stones, be set up for fibromyalgia, achy joints, uh, really achy or uh, tense muscles because that calcium will bind with the oxalates and then calcify in your soft tissue. No bueno, not fun, and it is painful. So stop calcium supplementation until the oxalate problem's dealt with. You're also probably not even absorbing the calcium. So 
don't do it. You want to test for H. pylori, get rid of it. I use the GI map test for that, which is a stool test. I After H. pylori is gone, I make sure the stomach acid's good. And then you want to up the stomach acid if it's not. So you can break down minerals like calcium so it doesn't bind with oxalates. I do an HTMA test to check for a calcium shell, which if you have a calcium shell, I use something called MK7 to bring the calcium out of your body and back into your bones and teeth. Visceral manipulation to support bile flow from the liver to gallbladder if you have the gallbladder and to the small intestines. If you don't have a gallbladder because it was surgically removed, I highly recommend getting visceral manipulation. And you can find a visceral manipulation practitioner by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash find or click the link in the show notes and you can find someone near you. You uh, use bile supports uh, via supplementation. I like to use digestion GB bitters or something called BioBuilder. A B6 complex, because there's often a B vitamin deficiency going on, that can also make it difficult to detox oxalates. I All these supplements that I just recommended, you can get through my full script online supplement portal by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash full script or clicking the link in the show notes. And I like that B6 complex by Pure Encapsulations. And then I also see, I I don't know if I've ever had a client not need to do this, go off of gluten or get gluten sensitivity testing because there's often a gluten component to the leaky gut and the immunosuppressants and the pathogens and then the oxalate buildup. So I've never seen, I've never had a client with high oxalates not be sensitive to gluten. So just go off gluten like completely or get gluten sensitivity testing. I use an at-home finger prick test by Vibrant America called the Wheat Zoomer. It's only available through practitioners. So you have to work with somebody to get that lab test. So if you want to get that, find someone who works with that lab, or this is the lab that I work with in my foundations program, which is a one-to-one six-month coaching program with me, or my Better Belly Blueprint, which is my online course and group coaching program. So I teach you how to do all of this with oxalates, what lab testing you get. I get you access to that HTMA test for a calcium shell, the GI map for H. pylori and parasites and other pathogens, the oat test for oxalates and mold and candida. I teach you all of this uh, and get you access to all the labs in my foundations program and the Better Belly Blueprint. Again, the foundations program is my six-month one-to-one program where you work with me directly Directly. And my Better Belly Blueprint is my online course and group coaching program, which I just closed for its first time in May of 2023, if you're listening to this in the future, but I am going to be reopening it in the fall. So just click the link in the show notes and you can join the wait list and see if know when the Better Belly Blueprint is opening next. So you can join the wait list for either both the foundations program and the Better Belly Blueprint by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist or by clicking the link in the show notes. So that is it. That is a flyby of oxalates. That is both top to bottom, what they are, how to know if you might have them, what causes them and what to do about it. And this is the exact process I do with all my clients to both identify if they might have oxalates and then get rid of them A to Z. And this is depending on what you have going on. It's, it could be a three to six month process. And sometimes it's a six to 12 month process, usually in one of those two windows, depending on how many other pathogens you have and how 
burdened your body is with other toxins, but you can totally get rid of this. And once you do, you poop better, your gas goes away, you stop getting interstitial cystitis, your hormones balance. There's so many things going on and so many benefits. So you can get rid of oxalates. I believe in you. And if you want any, any, any support, again, don't hesitate to join my waitlist, betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist. You can check out more podcast episodes, check out my full script supplements by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash supplements, or even get some more free support by joining my free Facebook group at betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook. I cannot wait to support you more. I believe in you and you can get better. Catch you guys next week. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you guys in there. Catch you guys next week.